And it's time for another quick take from the Real Estate Law Podcast. My name is Jason Muth, your host. You know, I know enough about real estate investing to be dangerous. I could probably get myself through a lot of conversations, some of which I know the subject intimately, some of which I could kind of fake it because I've heard some of the terms, uh, or I've listened to a couple of our episodes back or other people's podcasts. We had a guest on uh, who specialized in tax deed investing. Uh, Joseph Griffin is his name. He goes by the tax deed wolf. He's just really good at this stuff. And I would do a disservice if I tried to introduce exactly what tax deed investing was and how it's different from tax lien investing and I believe tax deed redemption because each state is different. Um, But Joseph has made a business out of this and he has an academy. He has a course. He's made a lot of money investing in tax deeds. And uh, this quick take is going to explain to you exactly what that is. In the U.S., when you own a property, you have to pay property taxes, right? And I'm going to break this down, like so like you said, break this down to like fifth grade level. You have to pay your property taxes. Now, a lot of times people are always like, well, what about the mortgage? Well, when you have a mortgage, we, we have what's called an escrow account, right? We're paying our property taxes and our insurance and our escrow. If you don't pay, the bank is typically going to foreclose on your home. That's a completely different auction. That's a completely different thing. When you own your home outright, you, you still have to pay property taxes. And a lot of people don't know this. I don't know if it's just like the lack of home ownership without mortgages, but a lot of people don't know that. If you don't pay your property taxes, typically two to three years, the county's going to take your property and they're going to sell it at an auction. Now, depending on what type of state you live in, you might live in a tax lien state. You might live in a tax deed state, or you might live in a tax redemption deed state. A lot of times people are confused with liens and deeds confused. When you purchase a lien, nothing really says that you're you're getting that property. You're just paying the back taxes up for someone and to keep their property, they have to pay you back with interest. When you purchase in a redemption deed state, it's almost the same thing. It's just more understood that you're going to acquire the deed to that, that property. They still have an amount of time to redeem. Now, the thing that I specialize in is the actual tax deed auction. When I enter into an auction and I purchase these properties, the reason the price is so low because it's, it's the back taxes owed is the old opening bid. So people tend to, on average, it's about $3,000, $2,000, $3,000. When I win, that property is mine immediately. There's no redemption period. The only thing I have to worry about is clearing the title. What kind of properties are are being lost for, it seems like a low balance for property taxes. Are these people who have forgotten to pay their property tax? Are these abandoned properties? What kind of properties come up in the, the tax lien auctions? Good question. So these are typically the worst properties in the neighborhoods, right? We have to be completely completely transparent. You're not getting mansions or anything for $3,000. These are the bad apples that need some money. To be honest, the city loves for investors to get these properties and actually turn them around because they're the ones that are hurting the market right? They're the ones that people may even be living in doing drugs. Who knows what's going on in some of these houses and the terrible D's, right? The homeowners, we typically say, you know, a death, a divorce, typically it's a grandparent that passed and, you know, the kids don't want the place or they don't even have the money to, to keep up with it. They don't understand, you know, how to become a landlord. So they ultimately just let it go. That's typically what I, what I see. So, you know, when you take over a property like this, does this mean that you have to, 
you know, deal with squatters, deal with tenants and start the eviction process or the cleanup process? What does that look like if these are properties that are just completely undesirable? Yeah, good question. So I don't like to go for properties that are occupied. We typically only go for the vacant properties. This depends on your state, on how easy or or hard it is to put someone out of their property. But Florida, I will say, is actually a very easy process to put someone out. We completely try to avoid that. What we do is we're looking for the ones that are vacant. We're looking for the ones that have the most potential. We try to purchase these assets at 60% under fair market value. So if the home's worth $100,000, we need our acquisition to be 40K or less. That's typically our go-to. Now, to be completely honest with you, uh, Rory, unless you're Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, these auctions are highest bidder takes all. There's some sharks in there, right? You might go in these auctions and you think you have a chance and they're just bidding, bidding, bidding. So we take our acquisition off market. We use these tax deed lists as leads. And we go approach property owners and we negotiate our own deals. The cool thing about that is when you win a property in a tax sale auction, the title is clouded immediately. You win it. So when you approach the the previous owner, it's a clean sale now. It saves us money because then we don't even have to go get attorneys and do uh, the, the process, which called a quiet title to clear the title on these properties. So there's just so many, and some people are listening to this, like what the heck is this guy talking about? Mm-hmm. But there's so many things that um, you have to know in this industry. Like I said, it's so special that you have to be 10 times smarter than everyone else. Sometimes even the title companies that I have to tell them, Hey, no, this is how we have to do this. We purchased a, a lot that was um, subject to tax taking. We purchased it off the town um, and the redemption period was just about a year away, but we wanted to do something with the land prior to that. So I actually had to go through and track down the old owners, realize that they had both passed, looked up the descendants in a different state and look at the probate proceeding that was there and actually reach out and try to negotiate with four surviving adult children to get them to you know accept a relatively small amount. I think they had no legitimate claim to take it back or anything like that. It wasn't like we were taking title from them, but we had to you know, negotiate and kind of herd the cats to get to get that done to save a year. Otherwise, if we waited one more year, the redemption period would have run and we would have been able to have title insurance. But it's just an um, amazing amount of um, kind of paperwork and bureaucracy combined with um, creativity for solutions. Right. It can be. Definitely. We have a process now um, when when we get these properties. I'll win a property today and I can have it sold in just two weeks. Mm-hmm. And people are like, how do you do that? How do what? And so there's some specialized title companies out there that will issue title insurance. And then we know that, of course, you have the quiet title process. But if you can find the previous owner and just get them to sign over that deed, you're yeah. you're gold. And there is another Real Estate Law Podcast quick take. For the full episode, please go to YouTube or iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to or heard that quick take. We're also on realestatelawpodcast.com where you can get all of our episodes and information about the show. On behalf of attorney broker Rory Gill, this is Jason Muth. Thank you for listening.